This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a secret that the Montourage ladies have struggled with their mental health, and we're not alone. Maternal mental health is a major issue in the United States. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Our kids deserve happy parents, and we deserve to be happy. The good news is, therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work not dealing well with stress. Or maybe the pressures of having a child and this pandemic have made you realize that things are not okay and now is a good time to start talking about it. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. Digital health is bigger than ever now during this pandemic. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we have a special offer for Montrage listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash momtrash. That's betterhelp.com slash and thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hello, friends. Hello. Well, we've got a great show for you today. First, we're talking to two real-life best friends, celebrity makeup artist Bo Nelson and communications agency powerhouse Shannon Heth about their new relationship advice book, Cinderella, You Bitch, Rescue Your Relationships from the Fairy Tale Fantasy, which is out now. And then we're having our first ever hashtag swag bag beauty awards. You get a beauty award and you get a beauty award. God, if I could be Oprah giving out beauty stuff, oh, that would make me so happy. I don't care to be Oprah giving out this stuff. I care to be in the audience getting this stuff. But also, <laughs> only under $600, because if it goes over $600, then you get taxed on it. Did you know that? No, and that would not go that far with beauty stuff. That's a real thing in live television. And Ashley knows that because she's a daytime Emmy Award winner. Thank you. Thank you. As always, we have Take It Away, Child. Okay, the tits and the shits. You've already written yours in. You want to go in? Sure. Guys, I got a treadmill. I got a TV set up. And I'm loving it. I got to tell you. You're making me want to get a treadmill because Lee originally wanted a treadmill instead of a bike. Like just a general treadmill because then I already have the app for Peloton so I could just do the Peloton treadmill on a regular treadmill. I don't understand why people buy a Peloton treadmill. It seems kind of silly to me. Like that's not what you get Peloton for. Remember like the height of the early aughts when you would see like Fergie's workout routine and she would go like run backwards on the treadmill. I think Blake Lively used to swear by that too. And sideways, like you're doing a little grapevine step. I am not doing that. I am literally at a seven incline, a 3.3 speed, watching some Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I do that for a little while. And then I put like, you know, a piece of wood on the arms of the treadmill and my laptop on top. And I start doing some work on there, which I just have to trick myself. You know, I don't like working out. I have to trick myself into working out. Back in the day when I had a New York sports club and crunch membership, that's what I did. I would do weights and then I would do 40 minutes right. on the treadmill watching a show. Usually True Life. No, True Life is so good. And honestly, they need to bring it back. But I actually like this better than being at a gym because I feel like usually at the gym, there's like five TVs. You try to get a treadmill in front of the TV playing the thing you most like. This, I have total control. I can put it loud. I can watch whatever the hell I want. So I'm very, very happy. You're inspiring me. I'm going on the buy nothing page and just looking for some sort of treadmill because we have the space downstairs for it. You have the space. And here's the thing. 
thing for people who also want to do it. Look, I got a certain kind of treadmill because Matt has always enjoyed running and we wanted to make sure that he was able to run and I wanted to be able to walk at an incline and I didn't want to do manual. I wanted, you know, like it automatically happens when you press a button. So I spent like $600. You can get a treadmill for like $300 on Amazon. If you just want to walk and you don't have anyone that's planning on running, you could just get one for $300. It's really like an investment in yourself. You don't have to go to the gym. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm the healthiest person in the world. We all know I'm not. (laughs) Ashley's becoming a fitness influencer, guys. Just so you know. Just to make sure that I'm still the same person. My mother-in-law did get us a gift card to Taco Bell for Valentine's (laughs) Day that I fully intend on using. Everyone in my family has given me tons of cookies and candy. I eat all of that. I'm not saying anything other than I do feel like I'm getting a little strong again, at least in my lower half. And I feel like I'm doing something productive. I think it's good mental health wise. Look, let's be honest. It's been two days. So let's Well, I hope you keep it up. I do too. And I think I will. Last year when I got the Peloton. You use your Peloton all the time. Seriously, I use it five days a week. I'm really upset because with this nose job, they told me that I can't work out for like a really long time. I'm going to have to just walk outside. I'm like, yeah. And that's the other reason why we got the treadmill was because all of you know, with a child, it's hard to find time by yourself to be able to go for a walk. So this I can literally like have him sitting on the floor playing his iPad while I'm on there. Those are my tits. Well, Sebastian has a Peloton. They call it a Pelican. So clever. It's like a kid's Peloton, essentially. And you hook up the kid's iPad to it. Like they have a QR code that you scan. It takes you to their YouTube page. And the kid has to bicycle and they think that they're actually controlling it. What really it's just like a preloaded YouTube video. And it's like they're bicycling through the hills and through numbers. So he likes it. Is it upstairs or is it downstairs next to yours? It's upstairs right now, but I'm going to put it downstairs. Oh my God, that is so cute. I'm at peak health, so (laughs) I don't have any shits. I'm drinking water. I'm staying moisturized and in my lane. That's the other thing. You workout people are onto something because I have a hard time drinking a lot of water. I get tired and bored with it. Fucking sweat for an hour. Then you'll chug some water. It's true. That's like a great way to do it. Look at me. It's like I'm discovering a whole new life at 36. It's like you're a caveman being like, fire in the wheel. Amazing. <laughs> what are my shits? Do I have any shits, Gary? I don't know. Do you? I can't think of them. I guess I'm good. Oh, dang, girl. All right. Look, I'm not telling you my life is perfect. It's fine. You got a closet. You got a treadmill. I mean, what more do you need? Life is good. All right. You got a podcast. We're huge in Bulgaria. We're on the top comedy charts in Bulgaria, guys. What were we? We were like number 10 in Bulgaria. Listen, the people listening Bulgaria, write in. Let us know. Educate us on Bulgaria. We'd love to learn more about you. So my tits, give me two tits. The first tits is that in two days, Ashley and I hopefully are going to see Snooki. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. And I am going in the most Snooki way possible, which is with two (laughs) black eyes and a cast on my nose because it's the day after I have my nasal surgery. That's how much I'm committed. Honestly, it's been like six weeks in a row that your tits and shits have focused around your upcoming nose job. I don't know about other people, but I'm certainly overhearing about it. I know. Get the fucking nose job and then I want to hear about it. The tits are that I'm kind of excited and if I don't have a black eye, I might give myself a makeup black eye because I'm just so invested in seeing Snooki with two black eyes. Okay, all right. You know what I can get behind. And I might like put on a big hoop earring. What do you mean you might put on a big hoop earring? You'd better put on a big hoop earring. I honestly think we should wear our matching tracksuits. I've already thought about it and I was like, should we? Carrie and I bought these ridiculous, I went through a very windy TikTok road one night and this woman was like, I just bought this tracksuit and I am feeling myself and it was like tiger print emerald green. It was beautiful and I was like, I need that. So I went to the link and I was going to buy the one that she was wearing and then I saw the leopard print jumpsuit and was like, no, 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 no. It's not only head to toe leopard, but the piping, like the elastic is red and white striped. It is so perfectly montage. Extra. Bottom, we're having them embroidered. We're going full out. And the best part of the story is that when you go to the comments or the reviews of the jumpsuit, there is a guy showing his bulge. He left like a photo review, but it was just his big old wang through his track Jason Derulo. It was literally Jason Derulo. I even had to show Matt. I was like, can you believe this? And Matt told me that this is like a thing that happens on all kinds of websites. There are like these guys, they like troll people by posting their big old ding-dongs through like pants. You know what? That tells me that men don't have enough to do because I don't have 
the time to take a picture of my bulge in a tracksuit and post it on Amazon. I'm too busy parenting. Men have not enough on their plates if they're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post this picture that doesn't have my face, just has my wiener through my track pants on Amazon. Like Carrie says, send me a picture of what you're wearing today. I don't even have time for that shit. Let alone trolling with your bulge. Anyway, I sort of want to wear the tracksuits, but we are going to dinner before, so maybe we just put a different blouse over it so that we don't look crazy head to toe, but I'm thinking about wearing it. I might just wear the jacket. I don't know. I haven't decided. I mean, I think we should be extra. I just had the visual of me in that full tracksuit with a cast on my nose and two black eyes. Matt was like, if I saw the two of you roll through in your matching leopard print tracksuits and carry with her fucking nose thing after her nose job, I would just be like, these two, where the hell? hell are they coming from and where are they going? <laughs> we might get called up on stage. I'm just saying. I know. We'll do it. Let's see what happens. Anyway, we'll keep you guys posted. My shits are that... Do you have no shits either? I mean, I don't think so, except that I'm just, my body feels old. That's it. But that's like same shit, different day. Yeah, this is a shitless episode. How wonderful. Yeah. Has that ever happened? No. Wow. It's probably also because I haven't taken an actual shit in two days. I know. I didn't today yet. I better get it done because you know anesthesia makes you not shit too, so I better get that shit done today. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, go eat your pickled foods and your fermented foods and have a bottle of kombucha. I've been having kombucha and my mom made me pickled radishes and brought them. Can you bring me one on Friday? Yes. I love a pickled radish. Isn't that true love right there? That is true love. Oh, yes. Thanks, mama. Okay. Guys. Momtourage review of the week. You want to read it? Yeah. What's my character? Do it as Snooky. Makes my week. I can't wait for Wednesdays. Hello. This pandemic has been hard and this podcast helps me feel connected to the other friends. I love their twisted sense of humor. Thank you for the content, ladies. And that is from Melissa's. So Melissa's, send us a message at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Thank you for writing your review. We'll send you some swag. Next up, Bo Nelson and Shannon Hess. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Today's guests are a powerhouse duo. She is a single mom of two boys and owns Milk Creative Communications, a communications agency whose client work has appeared in the New York Times, Vogue, Fashion, and the Washington Post. And he is a celebrity makeup artist and photographer whose work you've seen on Kristen Stewart, Nicole Richie, Iman, and Dita Von Teese, just to name a few. Together, these two best friends wrote their book, Cinderella, You Bitch. Rescue your relationships from the fairy tale fantasy out now. Welcome Shannon Hath and Bo Nelson. Hi, guys. Hi, thanks for having Hi. us. Hi. How's everything going? Pretty good. I'm in LA. It's sunny and warm here. I hear it's cold where you are. Yeah. We've got snow on the ground currently. I'm in Vancouver where it's gray as usual. That's good. We're <laughs> excited to have you guys. Bo and I have known each other for over 10 years at this point, like yeah, closer to like longer. 15, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. So, this is really exciting to have you on the show. So, Tell us about the book. Tell us what motivated you to write it, all of that. It started sort of as a joke, actually. Shannon and I have been friends for 23 years now. You know, we've kind of gone through life together in so many different ways and relationships and divorces and all of that stuff sort of been there for each other. And separately, we've both done a lot of different work on ourselves, transformational work. And so when we would talk to each other during these relationship troubles, we would channel this information to each other. And then she said to me one day, She's like, you're so good at this. You should write a book. And I was like, yeah, I'll call it Cinderella. You fucking bitch. You almost ruined my life. (laughs) And then we would just laugh about it. And then at some point it became, we should really write this book. And I was like, for real? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, why not? Okay, why not? Is sort of my personal mantra of trying things and doing things that we write about in the book. So I said, okay, why not? Let's try it. And so we did. We just ended up started talking about relationships and, and writing things down. And then I started doing some writing and then we just kept going. And it was just sort of this like little project that I think got us out of bed in the morning and kept us feeling busy. Cause I think we were both so used to being so busy and that just sort of ended 
did overnight. So it gave us something to hold on to, but then it also became something where we started to think, you know, maybe we should really get more serious about it. That was sort of how we then moved into the next phase of finding a publisher. And they really got us on a path of figuring out an outline and all of our content. And here we are. You guys are many things in your bio, heard about all the things you are, but neither of you are really technically like relationship experts. So you sort of said it, but like, why a relationship book? It's great if you have the means to speak to a therapist. I think so many of us just turn to our friends to talk about relationships. And that's, you know, obviously what Bo and I have done for so many years. But we did have a point when we were writing the book where we said to our editor, should we be doing this? We're actually not relationship coaches or therapists. Like, do we have a right to even be in the ring here? And she made this really great point to us. She said, therapists are the people that will, if you're in a pit, they will sit at the top of the pit and they will tell you how to climb out. But you have to do it by yourself. And a friend will get down into the pit with you and bring the tools and bring the snacks and climb right back up with you as you go. And we were like, okay, that's who we are. We're the friends that are in the pit because we're going through this stuff too. And it gave us this greater sense of confidence around what it was that we were saying because we do share our own personal stories and what we've been through. We're kind of in the pit with the reader. So that's really how we look at it. By no means do we profess to be relationship therapists or experts, but we have lived through a lot of relationships. And we also speak to relationship experts in the book and we've done a lot of research. So I think it's kind of backed by that work that we've done both personally and then the research that's been done in the book. I love that because I'm a meditation teacher and one of the things I talk about, and I actually just said it to Ashley today, I'm in a shit ditch right now. So you called it the pit. I call it a shit ditch. And a shit ditch, if you're in the bottom, as you're crawling out, more shit's going to fall on you. Sometimes the therapist will say like, dig a little deeper yeah. into like, that. No. a friend would be like, no, 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 get out, get out. <laughs> also like, who really is a relationship expert when they're in the midst of a relationship? None of us really know what we're doing. Right. We're all just trying to figure it out. And it's great to have that outside communication or like that expertise. And it can be great for self-awareness. This book is about relationships, but it's really about the relationship that you have with yourself and then the relationship you have with yourself when you're in relationship with another person. It really is more about the internal relationship because both Shannon and I think, you know, that's the longest relationship you're ever going to have. So it needs to be the fullest one. For us, the fairy tale narrative is so pervasive in our society. It's everywhere. It's in Disney movies that we grew up watching. It's in romantic comedies. It's in music. And we're all kind of expected to fling ourselves on the bed in desperation anytime something goes wrong. And culturally, this is the way we think about things. We don't take the time to really question our beliefs and question where our choices are coming from and understand that the event that we're upset about is probably not really what we're upset about. We're probably upset about a past event or a past hurt and understanding those things and being able to communicate those things with our partner and having a partner who's willing to communicate back. I think that would go a long way in solving a lot of relationship issues. And I think too, there's a sense of this need sometimes for some sort of external validation or validation from another person. Like you're looking for someone to love you, but you actually can't really know how to love someone else until you love yourself. Like you can't give selfless love without self. It's I understand myself. I care for myself. I take the time to know myself. Yeah. I work on myself. I change my own patterns because I'm recognizing them. I forgive myself. That's a huge one. These are the things that we're talking about. Dramatic, realistic self-help is loving even the things you don't like. Well, radical self-acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to love it up, you know? And I think that's what your friends are so good at. A really good friend is going to love you for all the good and all the bad. Very Virgo energy there, which is what I am. It's very much about like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think you need to hear, whether you like it or not. But it is coming from a place of love for the most part. Not everybody can take that kind of sass. If you had one tip for everyone out there looking for a relationship, specifically single parents, what do you think that tip would be? Because I feel like dating when you have kids is probably much different than dating when you don't. I can take this one. I think for a long time, there was sort of this fear of saying that I was a single mom. The guy that would like me not knowing that wouldn't like me once he knew that. And there was sort of this shame attached to putting it in my profile. Like they'll get to like me first and then that won't be such a big deal. When relationships end, this idea of being a failure, which we talk about in the book. And for a long time, I sort of struggled with putting that out there. And I think now I've gotten to a place where it's just about being open and honest because truthfully, you kind of want to weed out the people that don't want to be with someone who has kids anyway. So it took 
took me a while to get to that place of upfront honesty. So if you're putting out, here I am, this is who I am, this is who's in my life, then you're going to attract people that are also like-minded and okay with that. I guess that's just one thing that I've learned along the way. I wanted to get into some good old-fashioned celebrity hot goss shit-talking for a second. Shannon, you were giving me early Kim Cattrall vibes, and I'm here for it. Thank you. Like somewhere between Mannequin and Sex in the City. In only the best way. You gave a look, and I was like, ooh! (laughs) So you guys are both in the celebrity world, in the trenches. We talk about hot goss all the time on the show. It's one of our favorite subjects. So could you share, anonymously, you don't have to name the person if you don't want, the world first celebrity interaction you've had? Well, I do have a really good story. It's not a gossipy story, but it's really fun. Tell us a good story. So I was in Paris six months before this happened. I was there with Kristen Stewart and Chanel and I got a frantic text on my phone from a number that I did not know. And it said, hi, it's Sydney. Are you at whatever hotel I was staying at? I can't remember the name of it. And I was like, yeah. And I'm thinking, who is this? But I thought, oh, this must be some makeup artist that I've met somewhere along the way and gave my phone number to and said like, oh, if you never need anything, call me, whatever. She's like, do you have eyelashes? Celine doesn't have her eyelashes. And I'm like, who's Celine? I'm like, I'm assuming Dion, but like, okay. I'm like, yes, I have eyelashes. Do you want to come get them? She's like, yes. So I go downstairs and I see this girl run in. She's a wardrobe stylist named Sydney. So I wasn't making the connection. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, oh, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, here's some lashes for you. I handed her a bag full of them. She's like, oh, you're saving my life. Fast forward to six months later, I'm back in Paris for a TV show and I'm working with Nicole Richie. Nicole and I and the rest of the hair and makeup team and some of our friends decided we go for dinner at Lulu, which is the restaurant that's at the back of the Louvre near the pyramid. And in the summer, they have everything out on the grass. And so it's beautiful. Like you sit outside, really pretty. Then all of a sudden they hear somebody screaming my name, but my name also rhymes with everything. So I am not paying that much attention at first, but it's just louder and louder. And I'm like, what is going on? And I turn around and in the arch window of the second floor of the restaurant is Celine Dion waving and screaming my name. And I've never met her. I don't know her. And I'm really confused. She's wearing couture because it's couture week. Right. She's in the window, like screaming, waving, wearing some fabulous thing from Gianfranco Ferre or somewhere. I don't know. And then I'm like trying to, I'm looking at her like, and then Sydney pokes her head out from the side of the thing and waves at me. And then she's like, come up, come up. And so I look at Nicole and I just ran. So I ran up the stairs. Her bodyguards tried to stop me. And she's like, no, no, come, come. She was so nice. She's like, thank you so much for the eyelashes. It's so nice to meet you. I'd love to say hi to Nicole. So I go downstairs. I'm like, Celine wants to say hi to you. So Nicole just like turns around and waves. And then we go to our table. A few minutes later, we're probably like two drinks in. We see like 10 people kind of come onto the grass. We're at the very back of the restaurant. So we're like the last table with a view of the Eiffel Tower and the whole thing. And then Celine sort of sneaks, like exaggeratedly sneaks on like like a cartoon robber. Had it been anyone else, it wouldn't be so vivid in my mind. It is just such a clear picture. So she comes to the table and she's like, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> and she says hello to everyone. And then she's like talking a little bit and Nicole's talking to her. And obviously, you know, like Nicole's from showbiz legacy father, you know, yeah. so even if people don't know her, they know her dad. So they feel like they know her. She said something like to Celine, are you so excited to be here for Couture? And Celine answers, I'm so excited. And like, you know, like sings a little snatch of song. Yes. That's amazing. And she literally sang a few little things as parts of conversation. It was amazing. I love that. I was probably sitting there with my mouth like open like this. (laughs) And then she says, maybe the best thing I've ever heard. She says, you know, guys, I have to tell you something that my husband, Rene, he told to me. He said, Celine, never open your mouth to talk or to sing unless you're getting paid. And here I am doing a free show for you. So I have to go. And then she just laughed. Oh, God, that's glorious. I just love that. I knew you were going to give us something good here. I had to pull out something. I can't shit talk, but I can tell that story. That's fine. I'll take a good story. Really, nothing's going to top the Celine Dion story. The Celine Dion is just like too fucking amazing. Bo, we're obsessed with makeup and skincare TikTok trends. What are you seeing for the late 30s, early 40s women? What trend? What tips? What are you seeing? Because, you know, the young girl, they're doing euphoria and they're doing like mm-hmm. this cat eye cone thing. What should we be doing? You know, I'm a busy woman myself. <laughs> and, you know, when you get into your 40s, whether you have kids or not, we're all busy. We're all doing a lot. A lot of times we just want to look as best as we possibly can and as little time as possible. So I think it's really just about keeping your skin 
as beautiful as you can via skincare, but then also like strategic makeup. I did come out with a new product. Oh, you mean this? Yes, that. I mean that. Are you enjoying it? I am. It's going to be my hashtag swag bag pick this week. We always talk about a product that we're loving. Amazing. Thank you. I truly appreciate that it feels like a soft dick up against mm-hmm. my skin. <laughs> I love that. I enjoy... A soft dick on my face. (laughs) Right, right. Who doesn't love a soft dick on their face? But it really does feel like skin, and I feel like it melts the product really deep into your skin. And you use so much less. Yes. And I think at a certain age, you know, I mean, it's great when you're 20 and you have no lines, no wrinkles, no pores. You put on as much makeup as you want. It's not going to go anywhere. But as we start to age, you need maximum coverage with minimal product to get your under eye circles covered without them moving into lines and stuff. And so that's kind of part of the reason why. I built Leia. I had a custom polymer built for it. The material doesn't exist outside of the Leia and it's patented. It was a lot of work. It was like three years in development. And I know that it looks a little funny. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Everybody talks about how phallic it is and how it looks like maybe some sort of sex toy. And you know what? The actual origins of it aren't that far off. Oh. When I was looking at skin on skin contact materials, like what's the closest thing to skin? And I was like, oh, well, silicone sex dolls and things like that. It ended up not being any of those materials because those materials actually react poorly with makeup. So I had to create a whole new material that felt somewhat like those materials, but is not them. You know, if you've gone from brushes and a beauty blender for the normal person who is not skilled at makeup like you are, it's like a little difficult to get used to. And you have a really great video on your Instagram account that I actually watched to learn how to use it that really helps. Once you get the hang of it, there's like no going back. Yeah, I agree. The three things that you can do to really brighten your face and make yourself look more awake and well-rested are strategic concealer, especially under your eyes, but not all the way under your eyes, just on the inner corner, you know, really where you have the darkness, curl your lashes and use some sort of cream blush and blush, you know, is often overlooked by people. And it really does give your skin life. So Shannon, you own a communications agency. Communications has kind of like when you went to college for communications like I did, where everyone's kind of like, what does that mean? It could be a lot of things. It's all encompassing. At the core, my perception is it really is about communicating a message and you can kind of confirm or elaborate however you'd like. Has it helped you in communicating with your kids? Are there any tips that you have? Sometimes it's an issue. Yes, communications can be so many things, especially in the time that I've been doing it, it used to be that, you know, you'd write a press release and send it out and then you'd get press. And it was like, oh, great, my job is done. Let's go for cocktails. Now it's like social media and 24-7 and marketing and earned and owned and all these different channels. I think at the end of the day, though, like I have a service-based business. It just happens to be rooted in communications. And what I have learned through both working with clients and having a team, you know, of 10 people and not having an HR department, like kind of being everything to everyone is to really have a strong sense of empathy for what your staff is going through, for what your clients are going through. I mean, particularly during the pandemic, the work that I mostly had left because a lot of the sort of fun lifestyle party stuff was gone was crisis, crisis communications. And I think I really started to see then the power of being empathetic to what a client is experiencing. So to say things like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I know this is really difficult. It kind of takes the edge off and it makes the client feel like, okay, you get it. I can trust you. I can trust you with what I'm feeling. I can trust you with what we're experiencing. And so I think that professionally, empathy has been something that I've found to be quite powerful, not just because it opens the door to deeper conversations, but it also creates a level of trust between you and a client, which is really important. And I'd say the same thing then I've taken that and applied to my boys. Boys are sort of raised in this space. And, and, you know, again, we talk about this a bit in the book, sort of this like, oh, don't cry, don't show emotions, be tough, all these things. And I really get my boys to talk about how they feel or I'll like, I'll name a feeling and then say like, does it feel like this? And I'll say, no. Okay, well, what does it feel like for you? Or I'll say, I can see how that would make you feel this way. And we really try to talk about feelings and empathy because I think that men particularly are not the best at expressing how someone might be feeling because they can't connect to that feeling themselves. Yeah. So it's sort of like a combo of this idea of 
empathizing with other people's feelings, but also allowing boys as you're raising them to be comfortable even talking about feelings themselves. When I think about communications and empathy and things that we've learned and then how, again, like we channeled that into the book, it's like, oh, we're kind of like these fairy godmothers for people as part of what sort of, I think, also gave us the motivation to feel like we had the chops to do it. It's been really interesting raising a boy and doing all of this because one of the things I wanted to be very conscious of was not pushing that societal norm on him of like boys can't have feelings and boys can't cry and they can't talk about things. It's really been important to me to encourage him to share his feelings. And because of it, he's a very sensitive young man. And I think that's great. We've talked to so many other boy moms who are the exact same way. So I'm kind of really excited for this like new generation of little boys when they grow up. Like what's dating going to be like for this new generation when there's a world where boys are very sensitive, mothers are teaching their daughters to to be like bad bitches in the best way possible. Like, what is that going to be like? Like a world, yeah, full of emotionally intelligent yes. men. Like, what's that yes, going to feel who like? who are responsible <laughs> and know how to cook for themselves and all these kinds of things that men right now that are in our age bracket don't know. So thank you for your work, Shannon. Yeah. So this is something we ask all our moms. What do you think is the number one thing that you should outsource if you have the means to do so? Really for me... It's the meal planning that kills me. The figuring out what are we going to have for breakfast today? And like, then they get bored of things. What are we going to have for lunches? And what am I going to pack in school? And then what are we going to have for dinner? I don't mind making the stuff. I actually enjoy the process of like cooking. And my older boy, he's nine. He wants to be a chef. So like he'll cook with me in the kitchen. It's super fun. And the cleanup, he'll help me with. Like, I like teaching them like, okay, now we're going to clean up. You're going to help me with the dishes. Like all those things are great. Man, if I could have just someone to say like, this is what you guys are going to eat this week. Just like order this stuff online and these are your, you know, recipes. And I've done like those meal kits before and that's great, but they don't cover three meals no. a day. If I had someone that could just do like, okay, breakfast is going to be this and you're going to have this and then lunch is going to be that. And like, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Okay, guys, thank you so, so much for joining us and telling us about the book and everything else you do. Can you guys plug yourselves, plug the book, plug whatever you want to plug and tell people where they can find it? You can find our book on Instagram at Cinderella, you bitch. And it's available on Amazon now for both e-readers and hard copies and in booksellers nationwide and in Canada as well. And on Apple iBooks. It's pretty much everywhere. (laughs) You can find me at at B-E-A-U underscore N-E-L-S-O-N. Leia, my product is at, at Leia Bote. L-E-I-A-B-E-A-U-T-E and Shannon. You can find me on Instagram at Shannon underscore Heth. So H-E-T-H. My agency is Think, like, you know, use your brain and think a little. Uh, Thinkmilk.ca. And that's it. Those are the only things that I use. We'll attach links in the show notes. So if you guys Ah. didn't get that, you'll see it in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This was really fun. Thanks for having us, guys. Such a pleasure. Hashtag swag bag. Alrighty, guys. So we decided in the spirit of Bo being our guest and talking about makeup and all kinds of fun things that this week we would do our hashtag swag bag beauty awards because you know there is nothing that Carrie and I love more than talking skincare, makeup, beauty tips because we are just shallow bitches like that. Do the right thing, Sephora. Give us a partnership. Lord knows I'm a rouge VIP anyway. Are you? Yes. You spend that much money? Well, I had. I have to keep it up this year. It's I share an account with my sister. Oh, okay. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah. So who gets the free birthday gift? I do. Duh. Oh, okay. I started this shit. As always, hashtag swag bag. These are our obsessions. They're the things that we would put in a swag bag that we just can't live without. And instead of just for the week... Ever. That's right. Look, expensive device. You have heard us talk about it endlessly. It's my new lover. It is literally my favorite way to spend 15 minutes. I'm giving it more time than Lee. Why? Lee uses it too? I'm dedicating like 20 minutes a day. That's more than I dedicate to giving one-on-one attention to Lee, I think. Got it. Yes. It is our favorite, and that is the new face. You know, I had originally bought my new face from Macy's because I had a Macy's card, and it was on sale. And then I found a cheaper new face online brand new with all the attachments the eye lip and the red light attachment and it was cheaper 
cheaper than the one from Macy's. So the other day I took it back to Macy's, you know, obviously unopened, unused. And the girl at the like return counter goes, what is this thing that you spent $500 on? And I was like, girl, it's better than Botox. Like literally, I don't think I need to get Botox now because of it. Not that I had before, but I was thinking about it. I don't think I need to do it. And Botox is basically that price. Like it's like $300 every six months. Yeah, it's more than that actually. So I will keep my stupid device. It's like a long-term versus short-term thing. I think the new face is worth every penny. I will tell you, if you're in my age bracket, that's all I can speak for. I can't speak for 40s or 50s or anything else. Firstly, you don't need it if you're in your 20s. You don't need it. Unless maybe you're the mother of a toddler, in which case you're exhausted all the time and then you might need it. Right. But I don't personally think the red light attachment is worth investing in. I was wondering, because I only have the lip and eye and the regular. I'm like, do I get the wrinkle one? The lip and eye is worth every penny. The red light one, I mean, I only used it once, but I'm seeing all my fine lines go away with the eye and lip and the other one. Do you want to handle cheap device? I love the gua sha. I agree with you. And I sometimes do both if I'm feeling really sassy. I'll do both because for me, what the gua sha gives me that the new face does not is I have like bad TMJ. Mm. I clench my teeth when I sleep. I have a mouth guard. I have all sorts of- Which is something people get Botox for, by the way. Which I have. And I know you're not supposed to press really hard with the gua sha, but around my jaw, I really dig in there. And I can feel that cracky feeling of when you're getting into the muscle, like when you get a massage. That like node. Yeah, it's like that little crinkly sound. And so I enjoy the gua sha. And then I have a separate gua sha for my foot that I give myself a pressure point foot massage like they do in Chinatown. That's cool. Guys, I don't do this every day. I do do the new face pretty regularly, but I only do the gua sha every once in a while. But I like it for like a whole different other aspect as well. So I think they're both, useful. I have heard from multiple people because I've been very open about my new face love on Instagram saying that they do the new face and then do the gua sha. They're like extra snatched. I spend so much time on the new face that I just have not brought myself to then also do gua sha, but I hear wonderful things. And in general, I like the gua sha. I think it's a nice way to treat yourself. And you can get one. You can get a gua sha paddle for like eight bucks on Amazon. I was going to say, I got a three pack from Amazon for like 15. Yeah. However, now that I've gua sha for over a year, I think there's one additional gua sha piece that I want, which is the kind that has the comb. Oh, yeah. Because I don't have any of that comb thing, and that really does help, like, kind of grind in. I wouldn't recommend, like, going too crazy until you find out what shapes you use, because some of the three-pack, there are some shapes I, like, don't use at all. And also for the oil, I also don't feel like you need an expensive oil. No. If you're already using an expensive oil that you like, I mean, go to town. But you have to use so much of it. Honestly, you could just use almond oil. Oil, avocado oil. You could use yeah. anything. So don't feel like you need to spend a ton of money. Just pick a smell you like. That's what I would say. In here, we both put our favorite skincare lines, and mine is Maylove. Part of what I like about Maylove, and I have tried so many different products in their line. Not everything do I love, but a lot of them I do. It's formulated by a woman who went to MIT, and everything is super affordable. Like the serums are like $23. It's not as cheap as the ordinary, which which I haven't used, but I hear good things about, but it's still pretty cheap, pretty affordable, and I pretty much stand behind all other things. They have a bunch of oils you can use that are like $23. You know, you don't feel terrible going through it. Yeah, It's not also something you would put in food because for me, because I get a little acne prone, I wouldn't take that risk. You know, I used to slather on coconut oil on my face because I heard it was a good idea. And then you know what? It wasn't. It was a terrible idea. If we're going to do skincare, I do love my Epicurin. You do. It's organic. It's natural. They make a delicious oil. I've used not all the products, but most of the products in their line. And I really love... Well, I like the colostrum oil. The colostrum thing that I like the best about it is that when I have little like acne pimples or little cuts, it heals them amazingly. So the protein mist enzyme toner, I really like. Mm. I actually spray that on my face after the new face because I don't take the gel off. You do. I don't. So I I spray the protein mist and it kind of like 
breaks it up. I love the Colostrum Luminous Glow Cream. And I do also like the Brazilian Propolis Mist. And they also make a Brazilian Propolis Moisturizer that is like, instead of the Colostrum, you would use that. Those are probably my all-time favorite products. They do make an apricot facial scrub that reminds me of old-timey apricot facial scrub you used to use, like when you were a teenager that was like evidently really bad for your skin. I have other skincare brands. Like I'm a big fan of Ren, R-E-N skincare. They're pricey though, right? Very pricey. Skinceuticals pricey? Not that pricey. Oh, okay. But I also like May Love. I like their Glycolic Night. All right, well, mine is the Moon Juice Acid Potion. Personally, I feel like it's more effective than Biologique Recher's P50, which, you know, is hard to get in the United States and a hundred and something dollars. This is 40 something dollars. I think it's more effective, more affordable. I really love it and I use it most nights. You know, it's funny because I've tried so many different P50 dupes, including the original P50. I've tried the Paula's Choice, which people swear by. What I haven't tried that people also swear by is the Pixie one. It's cheaper, I think, than Moon Juice. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Pixie products. I've tried their stuff before. Me neither. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I've tried so many different ones. The Moon Juice Acid Potion is really what works the best for me. I really, really love it. I will give you mine. It's not my favorite. Thank you, Queen. But the Facial Treatment Clear Lotion by SK2, that's the one that is similar to Moon Juice because the essence is more a pat on your face. Right. This Treatment Clear Lotion, it's very pricey, but this is the one that when I was having really bad cystic acne, Mm. this would like truly fix it. I would put it on and it was like it was taking off the dead skin cell or whatever. That's my version, but it is pricey and I don't have a cheaper version. Dare I also say that the new face does help with acne? It's not supposed to. There is no claim of that, but I have noticed my skin quality in terms of acne is just better since using it. And then our last skincare quality is the very, very delicate skin of your vagina. We love Lady Sweet. You guys know that we work with them. We are Lady Sweet affiliates. We only work with companies that we truly love and truly believe in. I'm going to be real with you guys. Even before I knew about Lady Sweet, I was dealing with vaginal odor. Ever since I had a baby, and also just as a yoga teacher, like yoga teachers sweat. Yeah, you're in like spandexy pants. Fitness teachers around the world know this to be true. And so I've tried a lot of different washes for it. Mm. I have to say Lady Sweet's my favorite. And I've tried like a lot. Lady Sweet, ugh, love it. Yes, I love it too. The wash is my favorite as well. We love our Lady Sweet. You guys know that we are affiliates. It's code MOMTRAGE15. That'll get you 15% off your purchase. Love it. So let's move on to makeup. All right. I'm going to start with this one. In honor of Bo, I do love the Leia makeup applicator. He designed it. Looks like a dick. It looks like a flaccid penis. It feels like a flaccid penis. It is meant to mimic skin on skin. Unlike a beauty blender, it doesn't absorb any of the product. You really need a lot less of the product because it's just like smoothing it in. I would suggest having a very moisturized face when you're using it because of the texture of it. You need like a little more bounce, but it does achieve a very natural makeup look. It is pricey. It's about $60, Mm -hmm. you know, where I think like a beauty blender and I keep using it. It's kind of like, you know, what else do you call a Q-tip other than a Q-tip, even though Q-tip is the brand. That's how I feel about beauty blenders. You know, I think beauty blenders you can break. You know, they're like $30 or $25 for a beauty blender. And they do recommend that you like replace them because of bacteria. Right. Whereas this one that I've seen you use. It doesn't absorb anything. So there's no bacteria. Fully could like hot water wash it probably. Yes, you can wash it very easily. So I very much like it. I'm just going to talk products that I can't live without. Mm. We are not at the Allure Beauty Awards. I'm not going to go through every single thing. Right. But a real game changer for me has been mascara primer. Any brand? I have favorites, but really any brand, truly, will do the job. And why? I'm a person that I have very watery eyes. Anthony Giles, our our makeup artist, told me it's called Diva Eye. By the way, when she says our makeup artist, it was one time. We are not cool or bougie enough to have a full-time makeup artist. He's a friend now. Yes. If you ever take a look at Ashley and I, you'll know that we don't have a full-time makeup (laughs) artist. I didn't even put on a bra today. I'm in my pajamas. Anyway, he calls it Diva Eye. I've had it originally. I used to think it was because I wore contact lenses and I was rubbing my eye, but now I don't wear contact lenses and I still have it. So I just have a watery eye and it would give me that like raccoon Britney Spears situation after I was constantly wiping it off or I would get like flakies in my eye Mm. and mascara primer. It just one, the mascara stays on your eye. I do not get diva eye when I 
wear mascara primer. And two, it makes my lashes look thicker and longer because it adds a coat. Yeah. They don't make a ton of mascara primers. My favorite is Lancome makes one and then Tarte Beauty makes one. Mm, People swear by Tarte mascara. I do too. And my thing that I swear by is you never buy a full-size mascara. You have to if you're buying like a cheaper mascara, like a drugstore mascara. But if you're buying a higher-end mascara, and I always buy the small travel sizes at Sephora because you get the freshest part of the mascara. Mm. So it's like it never gets old because you use it up before it gets nasty. And it's much easier to pack and the brush is like easier to control. So I almost only buy the travel sizes of mascara. I also want to add to that and say I don't think it's ever worth spending on a non-drugstore mascara. Carrie and I are different. She just agrees. I just don't think mascara is worth spending a lot of money on. You can get the same thing from a drugstore. I have a high-low. Ones that I like really love that I think do make a difference and then I have some drugstore. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. And I do think that some wands of the higher end. Yeah. I am that girl that washes the wand and uses it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'll do that. The next one we both agree on, Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk Foundation is just, Bo told me to get this years and years and years ago, but I didn't want to spend the money because, you know, I think it's like 50 or 60 bucks, right? Yep. You know, I've tried so many others. I've done the color match at Sephora. The only one they could match me to was a Marc Jacobs foundation that I haven't liked. I've tried Fenty. I've tried so many foundations. The only one that I think is really, really good is the Giorgio Armani. It is worth every single penny. And then my side one, which is the one I use in the summer a lot, and also the one I use when I just want to take my kid to school, and Suntegrity mm. 5 in 1 Tinted Moisturizer. It's a sunscreen and tinted moisturizer. Suntegrity 5 in 1 Tinted Moisturizer is my favorite. I just get the natural color. It comes in a bunch of different colors. That's my go-to when I just want to look like I'm not really wearing makeup. So that just kind of like evens out. My freckles still show through, and I got an SPF. So I definitely use the Armani when we do like on-camera stuff right. or when I want to look polished. And I use the Suntegrity just for like my regular every day. Also, my summer one is Elta MD. It's also Drew Barrymore's favorite. Oh. But it is, you know, a dermatologist sunscreen. You can get the one clear or you can get it tinted. And that's my kind of like smooth thing. And I like it because I feel like I can go to the pool or the beach and have a little bit of coverage. Yeah, me too. When my skin's not doing well. And the last makeup one is this Garnier Clearly Brighter. It's an anti-dark circle eye roller. So it has a little roller on it. It's a very transparent thing. I have been using this for over like 12 years at this point. Wow. I roll it on to my under eyes. It's not going to completely make your under eyes go away in any way, but it does lighten it. It's light reflecting and the roller ball does help bring down any puffiness. It's like $12 on Amazon. It's very hard to find now. I don't know that they even still make it. This tube has lasted me like two or three years. I love it. And I will use it as concealer with a full face of makeup sometimes. And I'll use it on pimples. It really is great stuff. I'm going to up that ante and say a higher end version of that is Shape Tape by Tarte. People love Shape Tape. I've never tried it. All right, hair. Guys, you know I have a lot of it. It's long. Ashley and I have different hair. Very, very different hair types. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite styling device is that Revlon blow dry brush. It's like $35. It cuts your blow dry in half. If you're somebody like me who has a shit ton of hair that's long and just like has never mastered the two hand blowout, you know, a brush and a blow dryer thing, which I never have, Mm -hmm. this completely reduces that. My Revlon blow dry brush, it is just good. It works. It does the job. My mom, who has less hair than me, says that she can get like a pretty decent blowout in about 10 minutes. That's amazing. For me, it takes more like 20, 25. I would, you know, blow it out, put Velcro rollers in and just like let it cool down while I did my makeup, got things going and I had a beautiful straight blowout. I have curly hair and people always ask me, Carrie, you have such great curly hair. What's your secret? They really do. That sounds like I'm full of myself and I am full of myself, but people do ask me that. I have heard people say that to you. So my answer to you is you have to pick a lane. You can't straighten your hair a lot and also have good curly hair. Hair has like muscle memory like everything else. I occasionally straighten my hair, but when I had like a faux hawk, I straightened it all the time. But now that it's longer, you really have to commit to primarily wearing it one way. And so my primary way that I wear it is curly. I have fine curly hair. So I need to encourage the curls to stick together so that it's not frizzy. So one of the ways that I do that is Cantu, C-A-N-T-U, leave-in conditioner. That's a drugstore brand. It's a drugstore brand. It's a business of color run by a woman. It's all organic, paraben-free. I use a lot of their products. Previously, I'd been using Infusium 21. Mm, 
I've used that for years. It's really hard to find now. Yeah. They hardly make it anymore. Wish I had known because I literally just gave away a bottle to my mom. I didn't know you used it. I didn't know anyone else knew about it except for me and my mom. So I was like cleaning shit out and gave it to my mom because it's not working for me anymore. I have to order it from Amazon in a gigantic yep. bottle and then put it in a smaller like, like a bottle. hot pink bottle, right? Yes. So the Cantu, they still make and it's a little bit more organic, which I like, but it's amazing. So I use that. Cantu makes a spray foam. I really like to use that foam because it's not as thick as a gel. It's a gel foam. It's one of my favorites. And then my high end is this R&Co mixtape. It's basically a co-washing. So it's a foam. It's called like a conditioning shampoo. And that's all you need because I don't shampoo my hair that much. But this makes me feel like I didn't just use conditioner, even though it's like a shampooing conditioner. It's pricey, but I really mix up. I don't use the same thing on my hair every time. I have like four things and I like go through. So I really like that mixtape. That's awesome. That mixtape works for lots of different hair textures. It was introduced to me by someone who did not have similar texture to my hair. And then lastly, because we think general health is important, supplements. Again, we are affiliates of theirs, but it's because we really believe it. Synergic, they have four supplements. Our two favorites are the sleep and the focus. I take two of those sleep every single night. See, I just have to take one and I'm out within like 20 minutes. So what I used to do, you know those nights where you're like laying in bed and you just can't fall asleep and you're trying so hard to fall asleep but you just can't make it happen and I sit there and I'm like do I take an Ambien at this point? Have we gotten to the point? Because I know I'm going to wake up really groggy if I take an Ambien. That doesn't happen with the sleep. I can take it at 2.30am when I have failed to fall asleep and wake up not groggy. It's really incredible. Well I'm going to say so you know everybody who listens to this show knows that I've been having this perimenopause journey and so I've had tons of blood tests and we'll talk a little bit about some of the at home tests you can use to find out how your situation is going. We'll talk about that on a later episode. But I took one of these tests and I brought it to my doctor and then the doctor took more extensive tests. Turns out like I don't have much melatonin in my body. Mm. So he literally said, regardless of whether you feel like you can sleep or not, I need you to take this supplement because we tested your blood levels. Oh, interesting. And it's not good. I said, well, I have this supplement that I've been using. And he was like, wow, this is really good. I'm going to start telling my patients to use this as well because it's a mixture of three different things that helps it absorb better into the body that makes it work better than just a valerian root or melatonin and it has this in it my doctor is like that's genius wow that's awesome well you too can use it code is momtourage podcast it'll get you 15% off your purchase and as always links to all this shit affiliate codes for the lady suite and the synergic all of that is in our show notes so go check it out I want to add one more thing about the synergic it puts you enough to sleep that when your mm. kid wakes you up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom you can function you function and then immediately go back to sleep yep. it's amazing like I'm not like when I take a Benadryl good luck and I've told you guys about why I love the focus I literally feel like Bradley Cooper in Limitless where I'm just like zeroed in on every in fact I'm gonna have to take one today <laughs> but I am zeroed in on what I am working on and like and she's limitless right and even with your kid around this like allows you to like do whatever sidebar chore you need to do and go right back to your work. Hashtag swag bag beauty awards. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we do because you know we love talking about beauty stuff. And share with us your favorite things because we're always looking for new things. So please, truth, you can DM us. You can email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. We want to hear what your favorite things are. All right, guys. We love you. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or mamadramaband.com. 